Okay, welcome back to another episode of Pewology. This is a show where people in the pews get the way in, not just the preachers, but oh, just the people, just the people, just the people. right. Weighing in, I get to ask the questions. You guys get to do the responses. We were talking before the show got started. You said something interesting. Let's pick up where we started. Um, you said this phrase that I have never heard: values and principles. Yeah. The difference between values and principles. And I've never heard it used that way before. I used to be a person that had values, and the values were always shifting. Now I'm a person of principle. Well, trying to be a person of principle. Trying, whatever. I'm not saying you're, you know, you're nailing it, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? But like, help, help me understand your definition of these terms. Yeah. Well, first of all, today I try to have uh, as my values, I try to have principles as my values. Okay. But, but if you're a person living through principles, principles don't change. Right? Okay. Honesty is honesty. Right. What are some other right principles? Right and wrong don't change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Up and down don't change. Look how much I know like about gravity. principles. Somebody give me He's a like, second. He's like, give me one. I'm living by him. Give me a principle. Loyalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These, okay, yeah, so okay. all these principles, right? We have in this program, we have okay. 12 principles that correspond to the different steps. Uh, Axel, the human big book, he can probably recite them. Right. But, uh, but values are different, you know? Things okay. that I value. Today, I value my son. Today, I value my wife. Yesterday, right. I might have valued uh, the dope man because I need that immediately. Right. So values change on a daily basis. So when you're saying value, you're really saying, same. like, if I'm, if I'm spending time, energy, or money on it, whether it's good or bad, it could be my value for the day. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you an even better way okay. to, to describe it, a better scenario. Uh, I used to always be taught, do the smart thing, not the right thing, the smart thing. Okay. Now that's, it's easy okay. to do the smart thing if it corresponds with the right thing. And it's, you know, yeah. it, sometimes they're in line, like uh, to be good to your wife, right? You know, happy right. wife, happy life. Yeah. That is definitely the right thing to do, but it's also the smart thing to do. Right. Especially if your wife is Puerto Rican. Right. Right. It's, right. Like, it's definitely those right. two online. Just avoid. Yeah. Right? Okay. But Got it. what if you can, <laughs> what if you <laughs> can, uh, what if the smart thing <laughs> goes against the right thing? You know, yeah. <laughs> give you some, you know, I mean, if, if it may be something that, that you have to violate your principles for in order to do the smart thing. So the smart thing, let's say you see a guy shot on the side of the road and it's a dangerous situation. Okay. The right thing to do is to help the guy, put right. yourself in danger and right. help the guy regardless. But it may not be the smart thing. But it may not be the smart thing. Okay. Right? That's one example. There's lots of examples right. where you end up doing the smart thing because it's good, especially financially. It might be the smart thing. It might not be the right thing. Okay. All right. So, okay. so in that way, the smart thing sometimes is just what we value the most at that moment. And the, and what we value, for example, in the scenario where this guy's on the side of the road, he's shot, we value our safety. We value yeah. ourselves. Uh, but if we're living through principle, then we know what the right thing is to do. And the right thing is, is to help the guy on the side of the road. Dude, like um, in, in that way, it, values are so attached to feelings in the moment and feelings just change. All the time. Yeah. So feelings change. No one would ever values, be like, no one would ever pull off a long-term healthy marriage if it was based on feelings. Cause everybody has a bad day. Everybody's a moment or a bad season. Sure. And you just walk away. Right? That's right. You, you cancel the covenant. That's right. And how many times has my wife dealing with the crappy person that I am. Yeah, put up with your stuff. Yeah. I'd, <laughs> sit, I'd sit there and be like, you know, I, I am so upset and I, I can't stand you and I shouldn't be with you, but I have this principle of loyalty, right? right. This principle yeah, laid down faithfulness yeah. through yeah. marriage, right? And yeah. so, so she sticks the course. She, yeah. she stays the course, I should say. You, you, I mean, uh, you're listening to this. Are, it, it, do you use the terms in the same way? You think yourself as a person that's striving for, for principle? 
Um, I just try to be a good person. Like, how's that working? Like, out? <laughs> I mean, I, for, I, I'm I'm a pretty decent person. What's good? Like, what I mean, good? I just try. Yeah, no, like, define good. You like, talking I mean, to the just, guy who talks about good? You ain't good. You ain't good, bro. <laughs> I mean, define I try good. to be good. Like, I try to take care of my son to the best of my abilities. I try and pay my bills as they come in. Right. Some days I'm not good at either of them. Like, right. But you're trying. Trying. Do you think you should get points for trying? I don't think so. Okay. Is it the thought that counts? I mean, what are you doing here? I don't know. I'm just trying to live like good, right, whatever. You're, like, I mean, whatever you're. That sounds principled. I mean, I yeah. guess. That yeah. sounds principled. Are you trying? Do you, do you agree with the whole like yeah. principles and values? Do you, are you, you feel like you're trying to live by principles? Yeah. Yeah. Like trying to be the better, like better than I was yesterday. Like, it's just interesting because we, before we went live, you know, Avi was saying, I, I, you know, there was a point in my life when I thought um, maybe there's this unicorn person out there that I just haven't met yet that's good. There's a good person out there. Mm-hmm. There are people that are good, that do the right thing when the right thing is required of them. They, they're, they're kind people. They choose that they don't get caught up in some of the stuff that I've gotten caught up in. They follow through when they're supposed mm-hmm. to. They're, they just, they're living on a higher plane at some level. Do you find any? No. Never found any. No, no I don't think. I don't think. Not in, under that definition. Yeah. I think that what happens is, think about it, this is the way I explain it. Like, because what you're saying is the exact thing. And even if we're not on the same place when it comes to like theology, I think we are in the same place when it comes to like the general principles behind it. And so. It is interesting that inside of like the teaching of Jesus and the gospel is this underlying principle that no one's good. That's what that's what the New Testament says. No one's good, not one. Right. That's uh, you're born with uh, original sin. Is everybody's that is that broken. the principle of original sin? It was some. It's tied to that, but everybody's broken. Right. Right. There's no because think about it. And I say that this is the way I would explain it at church. I would say, hey, if I take like a cup and we fill it up with like lemonade or water and I spit in it. And I hand it to you and say, here, this is refreshing drink. And you saw me, you're not going to drink it. But if I said to you, it has just a little spit in it, is it, is it good? Nobody defines that as good. No. But that's the way we work in our world. We're like, well, I just have a little bit of bad, so I'm good. But it's like, really? Right. I mean, it doesn't make any sense when right. you really think about it. So it, under your definition of good, no, no one's good, right? I, I, that's why I asked you to define it, right? Like, what's yeah. good? You know what's funny? I was just thinking about, it was like, what you were talking, what you said about me earlier was like how I like, um, I'm open with everybody with who I am, right? Okay. And then like transparent about your brokenness, yeah. transparent about your short and you wear your defects. And, yeah, and like I think the the main reason why I'm like that, right, is because like I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> It's He's too like, much effort to I cover them off. Because it's it's a lot of effort, man. Come on. Like when I when I was out there and I had to believe my own eyes so I can make you believe me to, to you know to get the twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's so like, good. That's like, good. Not only that, but it's like with with everything, I can I can do that with everything. It's like, am I am I really gonna lie about this? And then like this is gonna happen. I'm like I it's like I do a, a really short inventory in my mind of like I pre uh, like I replay every, I replay the future, what might happen, you know. Right. So like, and I'm like thinking, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna be honest because like, 
whatever happens happens anyways you know right. like and it, as long as i'm i'm being who i am they're gonna like me or they're gonna not like yeah. at the end like at the end of the relationship or at, like further on in a relationship they're gonna be like hey you know what i don't like this person because this this is and this and that yeah. I'm like you know what? i'd rather not continue a relationship because you don't like me because x y and z at the beginning of the relationship why waste all this time and effort and energy into something that like in the long run isn't really going to be like fulfilling or like it's going to have any value in my life you know it's like that's what I, that's why i i believe that i'm like that you know like yeah yeah i've but you said you my, said something interesting cuz when you when you when you were talking about him you're saying one of the things that attracts me is your willingness to be open about your character defects right he wears them first of all let me just yeah. uh, let me just say something there's nothing attractive about Axel to me. However, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, he's a guy. I mean, no, 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 no. especially when he's got that face diamond in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what Axel does, <laughs> he wears his character defects. So if I go to the gym with Axel and right. he's done something that day or the day before that may be troubling him, he'll just blurry be like, yeah. hey, I did this yesterday or I yeah. did that yesterday. You know, he, he doesn't. He doesn't hold back in anything. There's something attractive about the transparency. Totally, totally. And there's something even attractive to me about the defects. Yeah. Because I love the man who's sinning. I love, I'm trying to not love the sin. That's the old me. Right. But I definitely love the man who sins. Yeah, but I think the, it isn't, would would you agree that the opposite or the other end of the spectrum is true, which is the, the thing that I'm always dealing with, which is religion has this tendency to create the opposite, right? Which is, hey, cover up your character defects. Try to convince everybody that you don't have them, right? Definitely. And and so you run into religious people and you're like, I don't like you. And yeah. I can't put my finger on why, but most of it, it's, it feels like a cover-up. Well, the hypocrisy. Yes, right? It's yeah, been the- around forever. And, <laughs> and that's what originally turned me off. But however, I have to say this, though. You know, most people who point out at the hypocrites within religion, yeah. they're usually not in the religion or they might not be religious people themselves because what I found is being someone who spent most of my life as of my adult life as an atheist, what I'm finding is, and maybe they pull the wool over my eyes, but I think in this case, what what I'm saying is accurate for, at least in my experience, is that I do find religious people uh, are more genuine. And sometimes they will leave the religion on their sleeve and they use it as a way to convince people that they are different or yeah. better. But I'm, I'm finding as I get to know religious people for the first time in my life that uh, that I like them yeah. and that I find them to be genuine. Yeah. You know? And, I they're, find, trying. and they're trying. Yeah, they're trying. That's, that's the thing is that there's a vehicle by which yeah. they can try yeah. to be better people where some people don't have that vehicle at all and are just left with the, you know, I am what I am in this world and I live the way I live in this world. This is one of the things that tracks me most to the teaching of Christ is that when he confronts the religious people of his day, he says this, this is interesting. He says, they love to do good work to be seen by men. Yeah. Like employees who only work when the boss comes in. Right. right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the second the boss shows up, they pick up the shovel and they're sure. like, look at me, sure. boss, I'm doing. Yeah. And you know I, mean? I have that instinct. Right. Everybody you know, I, does. I, I often I'm right. often questioning myself, am I doing this because I want to be doing this for right. the right reason. I'm questioning my intentions. I was questioning my intentions the other day with Axel. Right. I said, am I doing what I'm doing because 
I want to get something out of this or because I want to feel right. like I'm winning something or, you know, am I doing this for the right or reason? I want, really I want them person. respond. I want to control their responses. Yes. Like, am I doing this because I just want to be gracious and kind and loving? Or am I doing this to put that other person in my debt so that they'll be kind and loving back to me? Because that's really what I want. I want yeah. you to appreciate me, love me, care for me. And so I'm going to do something for you, but I need you to respond. Right. It's not really selfless. It's selfish. Can they both live in the same brain? I, I To me, I think you got to separate them. Yeah. To me, I think you got to I think that's the whole thing, right? If you're going out with, hey, I'm only doing this selfless thing. To get a selfless response, yeah, dude, I think it's a crazy world we're living in then. Right. Like, because I, I, I think we're all broken. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's, we got to admit the truth up front, which is, hey, my motives aren't pure. My actions aren't pure. I'm going to be honest about that right up front and tell you that, hey, my faith and my spirituality is not convincing you that I'm better. It's admitting right up front I'm not and I'm in need of grace and, right. and, and your love and God's love and everybody, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. But if intention is everything, you know, as far as I'm concerned, intention is almost nothing because it's all about the action itself. Right. And in doing the action and practicing action over yeah. and over again, it can actually change, it can change intention. So you can start with the intention of, look, uh, I, I really want to do this because I want everybody to see me doing this. Yeah. But I know it's the right thing. I know it's the, it's the smart thing for me, <laughs> but I also know it's the right thing. When you live in my principle, you don't have to worry about that. You're right. If you're actually, but who is actually living by principle in this world? That's the I cynic mean, in me. And I'm progress, you know, not perfection. For sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 And there's, there's progress in the practicing yeah. over and over and of, of, of no, action. I think there's benefit, but I think like, so the, the way I'd illustrate it to you is I'd say, um, if you, if, if you say to yourself, Hey, I'm going to take the kids to the beach this weekend. I'm gonna take my son to the beach this weekend. And you pack up your car with, uh, you know, the 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 towels and the and the, the thing and the sunscreen and the and the you know the, the buckets and everything and you're headed to the beach and you get in the car and you get on the turnpike and you head north you're not going to the beach <laughs> you can say you wanted to but you're driving a wildwood <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying okay that's not the beach man Miami, Miami's south right like you can get to South Beach but that's south so you can say I'm wanting to do something. <laughs> But like you said, the action is completely divergent from what you say you want, right? Right. right. And so you're right. There's something in there where, like, how do you get that changed around? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't know. That's a weird. That's a weird dynamic about yeah. how you live your life, right? right like, right. if you say I want this, but you're really doing things that work against it, that's where I think accountability comes in, and people from the outside going, "Dude, you're going the wrong way." You got to have some people in your life going, "Hey, Network. you got to be in a group, in a circle, Definitely. and people got to be looking at you and going, "Dude, you said you want to go to the beach." You're headed to Georgia. So important. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know how you, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, to change someone's intention is to really change their thinking. Yeah. And how you change somebody's thinking, that's, you know, that's the million dollar question. How do you change somebody's thinking? Right. Especially in our world of addiction where it's blurred. You, where you know, I mean, you get people with all kinds of poor thinking. You know, that's really the problem. It's really our thinking. And to get them to change thinking requires in my experience, it required a whole lot of action changing, a whole lot of behavioral changing before my intention could even change. I just had to do these things, whether I wanted to do them or not, whether my intention was good or not. As a matter of fact, to become a believer, to become someone who turned over and said, okay, wait a minute, there's something higher than me. There's a higher power. There's a God in this world. Dude, how did you get there? 
It definitely wasn't from reading something and saying, okay, you know what? That makes sense. I was reading the you know? Pentateuch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I, you know, I, I, I have read, I have read plenty in the world of theology and I've yeah. read plenty in the world of religion, both the one I was raised in as a Jew. And then in college, I read a whole lot of Buddhism, yeah. you know, and then being around Christians in Florida, where yeah. I've lived in Florida, yeah. you know, I've read a whole lot too, but nothing I've read was able to sort of turn me around. What turned me around was just waiting for an experience to happen based on the changes I made in my action. So when they when my sponsor told me, do A, B, C, and D. Do it every single day. Do did, that every did single day. One of those things that he said, like the A, B, C, and D thing, did it include some spiritual act? Like yeah. meditation yeah, or that's, prayer? It's, it's or all anything? spiritual okay. acts, right? Yeah. I, I didn't realize it at the time, but simple things like if I call Axel and find out, hey, how are you doing today? What's going on? I didn't know that that was a spiritual act, yeah. but that is a spiritual act. Yeah. Waking up every morning and doing prayer meditation, calling three alcoholics every day, right. uh, going to a meeting every day and sharing, not just sitting yeah. in the meeting. Doing a prayer meditation, or excuse me, doing an inventory in the evening and calling my sponsor, continue to working on the steps. Yeah. Actually, those five things were the things he told me to do every day. It's funny and how, in, like, I, I guarantee I could take a, like, everything you just said, those five things, I guarantee you I could label with some theological word. Totally. And, and, and we call it religious. Yes. Right? But yes. Real, so it's Absolutely. funny. It's like, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in religion. But you're and right. I'm doing, I'm doing these things. Right, right, right. And all of a sudden, there's a reality that takes place that I haven't seen yet. Like, that's, a door that's opens it. up. A door, right? a different yeah. reality starts yeah. to appear. And no, that's I, interesting. I, I come to God not as a, uh, a a changed thinker. I come to God through an experience. Yeah. I'm having an experience and I can't explain it. And so now I got to believe because this is real to me. Yeah. You know, that, you know that's how funny, it happens. Right? Like yeah. being like the, the great thing about recovery is like seeing this change in somebody, right? Yeah. That, like that's like, that's like my new high. Yeah. Like I rather, uh, so like instead of chasing crack or, or or weed or anything like that, you love that new I, that, like that new encounter. Seeing, seeing the spiritual the spiritual awakening happening in somebody's oh, life, gotcha. it's like it's like because it's addictive. Because think <laughs> about like this, you know, you're in that business. Remember <laughs> what I used to do, right? I used to I'd be gone for a month at a time and then come back. Yeah. Every time I'd come back, I see Avi. It's like I got like two weeks. I'm like, huh? like I know you for two years. <laughs> you always got two weeks every time I come back. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and like, and then when I when I chose to to change my career, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna see what Abby's problem is. <laughs> I'm gonna see why. Like, I, I mean, I don't even. I couldn't. Like, my my main um objective was like, he obviously wants help. He obviously knows this program is gonna work. Right. But there's something that he's not doing, or he's not doing right. And right. I'm like, I keep calling a heroin dealer. That's what, I was, <laughs> that's what it was. I was like, it was the H. I was like, uh, so like my main objective, like in um, reaching out to to him, was like just to to try and help him. You know, right. like like my whole motive in life now is like my mo- my main purpose is to place myself in, to be my place myself in a position to be of maximum service. To alcoholics and to anybody like right. that's what, so like I help people at my job now like there's a lot of tattoo artists that like um they're yeah. they're troubled yeah. you know no yeah that's a surprise. tattoo artist <laughs> no like I, and like um I'm like just like <laughs> like with me being transparent and like you know playful or open mm-hmm. with with people like I I've noticed one girl who has like a real she's uh, tendency to um. Just like come and like tell me her deeper, darker thoughts, and mm-hmm. like 
And I just tell her, I'm like, I, I don't know how I can actually help you, but this is what I do. Right. You know, and uh, I've noticed that, like, I, I mean, I want to help. I want to yeah. be able to help anybody. There's you know? a door open in there. Yeah. yeah. But, like, the, the fact is that, like, I'm uniquely qualified to help cert- a certain set of people. You know, I try to help other people, but, like, you can't, um, I, I say I'm qualified because, like, if you don't do, meet certain expectations, like, you know, in addiction or, like, even if you're, like, wanting to stop a certain type of um, pattern, then, like, there's no door for me. There's not even a door for me to open. Right. You know, I can't I can't tell you, like, hey, I got the answer. And like, and if I can't even find a door for you to, to see the other side. Yeah. You know, like, with my brother, I'm fine. Like, he's going to come um, probably next week. But um, I'm... He's younger or older? He's older. But oh, okay. He, he actually witnessed, like, my dad beating my mom and, like... Well, witness the drug use and, and mm. abuse and like, yeah. and he uh, does he believe in God? Um, he believes in a power. I mean, he's not like religious, but he believes in um something. He believes something's going yeah. on. Yeah, he's agnostic a little bit. Yeah. But maybe something's going on. What about you? You think you think there's as much is, is the spiritual side of things as pronounced in NA as it is in AA? You think? um probably not because a lot of people in na have a hard time with a power greater than themselves like but like they don't like they don't even like hearing god in the rooms of narcotics anonymous really but that step's still there it's still still there step two how do how do they get it's it's a struggle it's a constant struggle like finding your higher power finding a loving caring being right so do, do, you, do you, it it wasn't an issue to me because like I mean I was raised in church like I mean I knew yeah but I, like, I, this is interesting because God I'm thinking was, to myself as you're saying it and I know you can't speak for everybody it's not like you're the ultimate authority on it no, I'm not saying I'm not, not holding you up as that I'm just saying in your experience you're almost saying you've seen it be where like it's like whether it's a struggle or step two just gets like skipped sometimes do you know what I'm saying no. is that what is, I don't think that, it gets I don't think it gets skipped like I mean eventually they'll come around but like it, it takes a lot of work sometimes really? like. A long period of time for somebody to come to a realization that there is a higher power out there. That's why there's yeah. so many questions in the step working guide, right? Yeah, that step working guide is ridiculous. It's like, like I remember I tried it, right? Like, um, I got like halfway past step one. I was like, man, I gotta use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I always say. And like that's that was the crazy part because like I mean you've. T- you take me through all the way up to four. Like, I I don't think and like those, it those took questions. me months to do step one. So in like NA block. Wow. You know, I, I don't funny? have that I, much time. I believe those questions <laughs> in step one should be they're on their step four. You know, because like they open up so many cans of worms that like I don't think. Give me an example. So I mean, Give me an for an example, it was like I mean I can't. It's been like. Four years since I've actually read it, so I can't like. You, you, can't, can you can't think of one question that's opened up a camel worm. Um, it's like, uh, where have you found he can that your <laughs> life has been unmanageable? Okay, like, yeah, that's a tough question. Is it? That's an easy one. That's well, that's, you uh, well sometimes you just got to be brutally honest about that. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. You're trying to get where has my honesty. life been unmanageable today? And he's like everywhere. Dating apps, <laughs> dating apps, completely unmanageable. Ooh, that's that's. T- I mean, that's not. It takes some guts to admit that. No, yeah. it's. T- Terrible, like it's absolutely dating scene is trash. Like, 
Right. I may be single for a very long time. I don't know. <laughs> but if, if, if I walked into NA and I needed a spiritual experience to save my ass and I needed it now, like JG Wentworth, I need my spiritual experience <laughs> and I need it now. What do you get it? What, what do you do? Like, what do you do if you need to hypercharge this spiritual experience so this think, person gets it? I think that's where like, like seeing people celebrate, for instance, like they're celebrating long periods of time of clean time. And like, you're seeing the change in people. Right. That's, I think that's where you're. That's a turning point. Yeah. That's the turning point. Like, I mean, when I first got clean, like seeing certain people pick up extensive amounts of clean time, it was like, what? Yeah. I got the thing open right here. So this one. Oh, oh boy. What is it like when I'm obsessed with something? Does my thinking follow a pattern? Describe. I'm like. When, yeah, when that takes it, some work. Come on, that takes some work to yeah. sit when down thought, there and then and then chart that out. Sure. What what is the pattern? What I'm obsessed about, I'm like, and then I start obsessing about it. Like, <laughs> I'm obsessing about the pattern. It's like crack, crack, crack. crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that's fair. I think that's a that's a tough. How point. does the self centered part of my disease affect my life and the lives of those around me? I'm like, man, now I gotta think about all the times I messed up as a father to my kids, all the times I, uh, you know, I let down my mom. It, like, all, all that's the a first step question. Yeah, that's the, the first. That's yeah. just first step. That's oh, the yeah. third yeah. question oh in God. the first. Yeah, wow. yeah. You know, that's that's funny because Axel is always talking smack about NA. He's always telling me, yeah. he's like, ah, oh, and and one of the things he always says is that. They don't finish their steps until like year two, right? Or it takes like a year yeah. to do the steps. And like, it takes a long time. It takes a long time. It takes a long time. And what's the 12 steps? The steps? No, I haven't been through all the steps. You so, haven't been through okay, all the steps. Look, and how is, many years have you been sober? Five and a half years. Okay, so, so like, what, what step do you think you're on? I am on step four. So, look, so, let's just sum this up. All right. The reason why I, I mean, it's not really, I'm talking smack about NA, it's just like, my experience with recovery is like, okay, the end goal is to be selfless because my disease lies in my selfishness, okay. right? Wow. So I got to get through these steps, learn these steps yes. so I can help somebody else because I want to be – I don't want to suffer from my selfishness. I don't want to be bondage to myself. That's what I've been my whole life. So why am I going to take my sweet time – you know, sure. to, to be selfless. Well, what's the first part of step 12? The first part of step 12 is having had a spiritual awakening yeah. as a result of these steps. Yeah. Yeah. I now, now I know the spiritual awakening is the good dope. Yeah. That's what's going to keep me sober is the spiritual awakening and living, maintaining that spiritual life. Yeah. Well, so the can, faster I can get to step 12, tell, but I got to do all the steps. But, but it also Where do you says, think you are in the steps? Uh... Well, I've done step four, five, six, seven. I'm working on eight and nine, but because I have a new sponsor, I'm going back to step four and adding some things, okay. some new people do, that will end up. Do you think the people that step. are close to you that know you best, wife, kids, parents, whoever it is, brothers, whatever it is, do you think they would go, I think there's something going on here. I think it's, they're, they're, they, they see us. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's night and day, night okay. and day. You know, wow. and I just spent the weekend at my parents' house in, uh, in uh, Delray Beach. We went down there 
to visit my dad. He's, you know, he's 84 years old. Wow. And uh, they can't stop talking about it. My wife, today's my birthday. So my wife Happy is doing all that. Thank you. Birthday for this. I like it. You know, and so my wife is doing all kinds birthday of birthday love. You, so I'm not doing it again. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> my son, I mean, all of them, everyone that knows me, it's not even just my family. It's just people even on the periphery that know yeah. me are like, man, you know, Something. whatever you're doing, keep, keep doing it. Up, keep yeah. doing it. And my son, you know, if it's like six o'clock, seven o'clock, He'll say, uh, Dad, did you go to a meeting today? Mm-hmm. And if I say no, he's like, is there one? You know, like he's, yeah. he wants me to go. And, you know, I don't think it's because he wants to sit around and not get yelled at. It's because he wants, <laughs> yeah. he wants, he wants me. Success. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he sees the difference. Yeah. He knows the difference. That's and you know what the biggest judge, the biggest litmus test of all? The ex. The ex, of course. If the ex is suddenly you have a great relationship with your ex yeah. and you're Big co-parenting ex. really well mm. and everything is copacetic, right. you know, that's that's a real statement of where you're at in terms of your relationships. And your relationships are really just uh like your relationships are just manifest of how you are. Yeah, you know? extensions of yeah, your own extensions mental of health, your own emotional mental health. health. Yeah, Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what got, what do you feel like, like, what do you feel like you're four years in, you're on step four, what do you feel like hung you up? Um, well, I recently came or, out. Or, or, no, 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 Maybe that's not no, a fair no, question. Actually, do you no, look no, at it that no, way? Because no, no. maybe that's not a fair question. It's, I mean, it's totally a fair question. Okay. But, um, so going through the steps, I've had a handful of sponsors. Okay. And I would get to... I do the one, two, three shuffle is what they call it. Yeah. And I kept doing it over and over again because like I didn't want to get to the, the beat and potatoes and of telling somebody my deepest, darkest shit. Yeah. Like, okay. And like recently I came out I'm as letting people know, Hey, I like dudes and I like women too. So right. like, and like that was my thing that was holding me back. Like I would pick these sponsors and be like, I'm not comfortable saying all what's of my really going on from deepest, a sexuality yeah, standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, like doing a sexual inventory with a sponsor and going over all that stuff with them. Like, yeah, for, I didn't even know he was by until like after I tattooed him yeah. <laughs> this year. <laughs> You've known him for many years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like pretty much a whole recovery. Yeah. So that's a statement about like not being ready to get to that full, yeah, like what like, we were talking about earlier, like how important it is to be honest in yeah. this and how honesty drives some of the health and the recovery. Yeah. It's like get, you getting to know the sponsor, like, and then like being like, I'm not sharing my deepest, darkest. I, I don't trust you enough to. But now that you're open, oh, is yeah. there a person like, in the I, world that you no, think? No, no, I have, I have a phenomenal sponsor right now and he pushes me, but like. I haven't, I'm just lazy at this point. It's just laziness right now. Yeah. But, yeah. When I go to Park Place and I talk to the people in inpatient there, mm. and we get if we get on the subject of the fourth step, which is when you first put pen to paper and you yeah. write down every crappy thing you've ever done, you know how the real stuff that's going on, yeah. and you do a full inventory. And what I tell them is, um, you know, uh, as far as your fourth step goes. You know, there's never going to be a sponsor in the world that's going to get upset because we all did it. We did the gay stuff. We let that person die in our apartment. Mm. We stole from our parents. We, you know, and I go through a the hit thing list. Chicken, like, the thing with the chicken? Yeah, the, the, the time I... What time y'all do the chickens? Wait, you, you know about What y'all do the chickens? What? No, no, it's a, it's a joke. Oh, it's okay. No, nah, it's like... I was like, man, come there, on, man. There's like always like some speaker who talks about that. They're always like, oh, yeah, come on. The thing with the chicken or the thing with the sheep. Oh, like the goat. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I kind of go through my head of uh, all my greatest hits or my lowest hits, I yeah. should say. All my lowest hits and let them know 
that uh, that you put everything on there and you're not going to be judged because we all did it too. Yeah. We all did it too, you know. Yeah. Uh, his there's chicken still, might still... be my goat, but it's not, you know, it's the same thing. <laughs> but it is a wild thing, right? That no matter how many stories you hear, how many rooms you've been in, how many times somebody's been honest, like it's like it's like I don't know what it, I don't want to compare it to, right? But you're on that diving board and you're jumping into a cold pool, and there's that moment where you just freeze and you're like, "Am I really ready to do this? I'm really ready to be totally transparent in this way?" Yeah. Right. I mean, and you've heard somebody else do it, and you see that they could, they made it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But doing it yourself, that it's just something against our like our broken nature, our our preservation mechanisms, or whatever yeah, it is. Self that, is what it is. Yeah, that, that facade. Yeah, that I mean, it's 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 just straight laziness at this point because I mean, like, <laughs> or just laziness. No, like it's like because I mean, I've I've shared my story. I've talked in public settings about. And just like let it all out, and like I don't care anymore. Like, right. right. It, now it's it, just picking up a pen. It, yeah, I mean it's paper. literally picking up a pen and writing all this stuff out. But like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's attached to saving your life, you know, at this point, five years in, it must be even harder because you're not, you know, you're not at the well edge. because like now the the inventory is building so. Like, right. 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 <laughs> he's, he's still adding to it. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> The dating apps aren't helping. Yeah, the dating apps are definitely not helping. Mm. Absolutely not. Mm. Yeah, I had to delete a bunch of things myself. So, like, we uh, there's this, like, thing, right, <laughs> what, what I do with um with my sponsees, right? And it's always like, all right, so this is what we could do. You think of yourself as a refrigerator. What's rotting in your fridge today? Okay, mm. start with that. Yeah, you start with that. It's pretty good. And then, yeah. you know, and then we can go into the freezer you know, we, the freezer. I mean, you definitely got plenty of time. stuff in there from the eighties. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. I mean, but like, what's rotting in your <laughs> fridge today? Because like, you're not gonna eat the stuff in the freezer. Like the, that stuff still still needs time to thaw out right. and actually to take effect. Like I'm still there's sometimes like I get like I'll be like spaced out. And I'm like, and I remember something that happened to me, and I'm like, oh, I never wrote that down. You know, and I was like, I guess right. it, it just took that much time to defrost and for me to be able to come up to the surface. And I'm like, all right, it's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because like what, what you need now is just like, you know what? Let's take the freezer is already out there. Everybody sees it thawing out. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Maybe good. Maybe it's just like time that. for just to, you know, think about the stuff in the, in the fridge, you know, because like that's what's affecting our lives today. You know, I don't live in the past. I live in today. You know? No, I think it's good because I think what, what the great temptation is is to say, hey, I got to do this personal inventory. It covers years. It covers a lot of failures, right? And it looks so big. So you go, it's well, a daunting. too much. It's a, it's it's too a, much. It's too a much daunting task. What, what, sure, so like, if you start with bite-sized pieces, yeah. Yeah. How, it's, right, how, they, how do you eat an elephant? It's like one bite at a time. Yeah, right. and then like uh, what what those – the our inventories aren't for us. Like what a lot of people don't understand is like they, we think it's for us to mm. be relieved. But our inventory is actually for you all. Like my inventory is for me to share with you all so you can see the, like what we were talking about before, my transparency. So then maybe, just maybe, you can be like, you know what? I can relate to that. Yeah. But this is – I mean – I felt exactly the same way you did, but in this situation, you know, it's exactly the same feelings, but it's a different um, uh, experience, right. you know. Yeah, no, it's fair. But its purpose is to point out, you know, you're you're the, yeah. on a higher level. Yeah. It's for us to all share and look at each other and say, yeah. "Hey, we're all the same." Yeah, you're crazy, <laughs> right? 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 You're crazy. I'm crazy. Yeah, but, yeah we're but, all crazy. Uh, yeah. It's we're to broken. point out your defects <laughs> so that you can then use those defects in a 
Um, you could use them to help other people. To use other people. No, but also to shed them in step six and seven. So we... You're not we, always shed. You know, sometimes they... Work on it. You know, work on well, it. Well, not even work. Like, are you... When you say work on, working on your character defects, then you have once again placed yourself as God in your life. Okay. Because it is God to remove... Right, right. You know, we ask God not, to humbly remove yeah, him. Not, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm like. What God can use? Sometimes I, I curse. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm doing um, like uh, cursing somebody out, or I'm, I'm angry. You know what I mean? Or I'm like, I'm thinking like lustful. lustful. You know, like I'm still <laughs> holding on to bitterness, whatever you know, it is, right? Like, but like yeah. I. Um, like there's, I work with a lot of females or like a lot of people come in and then they're, I'm like, I'm not gonna, like this person wants to have an experience with me and I'm not gonna, how they're gonna, how are they gonna have an experience with me if I'm like staring at them sexually the whole time or I'm, I'm giving them or groping them or I'm like, that's. So you don't do those things? No. Uh, uh, full disclosure, his girlfriend <laughs> is in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just big English. You got it. <laughs> no, I think it's fair. I think yeah. I think you're right. Like, how do you how do you expect to go through life and have this new life, transparent life, honest life, open life, if what's going on in your mind are still those sick patterns and thoughts, and you're not actively in the process of going, hey, let me allow this process and allow the work of God to kind of just begin to stamp this out. Do you know what I'm saying? And you're right. And if, big... and if they occur, you know, I can always, hey, you know what? This is what I did today. You know? And then, you know, it's a, it's more of a, t- a, a, step, a 10 step. You know, like, hey, uh, this is where I was wrong. You know, if I if I need to make amends, I make amends. Right. Promptly, without regret. You know, and then I move, I turn my, the, the action, you know, I turn to somebody I can help. You know? Yeah. The people who come to this church, there's no confession, right? That's a Catholic. Yeah. Thing. Right. So what is the vehicle by which they can identify their character defects and work or I should say and have God work on them or work in conjunction with God? I mean, it's an interesting thing because it's I think there's a lot of people who will listen to this because this particular podcast, it it connects to a lot of people that are at the church. Right. And so are in a church. And I think that when you guys talk, it's funny for a believer who is coming from a place that doesn't have a chemical addiction background because your language is so theological, is it? <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Because what, what happens is you guys start saying all these things and, and, and like for, for a theologian, we go, oh, yeah, because all faith starts with the admission of need, right? The admission, the confession. I'm going to confess that I'm a sinner. I'm broken. I'm, I'm, I need help. There, and I can't fix myself. That's the first step to faith, right? Right? Like you don't get faith without going. I need God because I've, I've screwed this up at some level. Maybe it's not drugs, but it's something. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so, like everything that you say sounds very, like very, very theological. You say that, and I do that. I like so those those defects that we see, right? That we uncover, right? And then we we could place the position of drugs or alcohol and every single like, all right, my lustfulness. I could place I'm powerless over my lustfulness. I'm right. powerless over my um um my cookies that I like. You know, I like my eating pride. My right, my pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my whatever. My yeah, anger, yeah, whatever. Is. Yeah, whatever it is. I, I can place that in. Like when I can see that is affecting my um, my thought life and my spiritual life and yeah. like where where I'm consumed and by it and I'm obsessed by it then I what I've done is like I like I play cigarettes I'm like it's I'm 2 years now it's like 
I forgot when, but like I, I played cigarettes and I was like, all right. And I kept praying. I'm like, God, I like smoking cigarettes, but you know, you know, if it's not useful, take it away. Right. And then eventually one day I just woke up and I, it was like, I, I felt like I heard the voice of God and it was like, you're not going to smoke today. And I didn't smoke. And then the next day I didn't smoke again. Mm. And then like, I'm like, yeah. Well, I knew it wasn't me. I didn't quit. God just removed it from me. Like right. I physically felt the removal of nicotine from my from my my wanting my, you know. But my it didn't obsession. happen overnight. It, it was like it was like a six month thing. But what I'm saying is, is like you wanted it. You were asking, and at some point, you felt like there was a, a spiritual experience. Well, I, in your words, right? I like, prayed that something I, happened. I can't put my finger on what it was, but boom. I prayed yeah, that I, I like smoking. I like I, you know, I, I God put you, yeah, but still, you're, you're you're evaluating. You're going if you want me to continue this, put your stamp of approval on it. If not, remove yeah, it. exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. I I I think the things that you guys say are so rooted in what I would call an authentic spiritual relationship, right? And I think many times the things that what we've said in the past, some of the, the little detours we've taken, it's like, well. Religion many times is not an authentic spiritual relationship. There's plenty of people that go to churches or synagogues or mosques that aren't connected in a healthy spiritual relationship. They're attending a spiritual institution, right, Uh, a religious institution, but they may not be themselves. Just I'm sure there's people coming to groups, right? I'm sure there's people coming to groups that are, are listening to people do the steps and not doing them. That's most oh, yeah. of the people. <laughs> right? 90%. That's the, church, bro. That's the church on Sunday morning. You know? So it's like, hey, uh, I'm going to preach this week. And it's going to be about, you know, resentment or bitterness or anger or being controlled by this. And and, and there's going to be a poem. But people out there shaking their heads going, yes, yes, yes. And then go out and do those very things. Right? But that's what – I think that's the beauty of the connection between these ideas is I just think you guys live these vibrant lives because your life is on the line for it. Totally. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Where like the typical church person or synagogue person or mosque person, they're kind of coming in. They're like, I'm not going to die this week because of my lust, right. probably. Or I'm not going to die this week because I still hate my brother from like, you know, 10 years ago, right? Yeah. They That's an illusion, too, because I think it's killing us. It's killing our souls, right? But they're telling themselves that you guys are just coming from this place. It's like, no, I am attracted to the substance that will actually kill me this week. Yeah. And yeah. what we call it is the gift of desperation. Yeah. And in the beginning, the gift is the gift of desperation is, oh, what a gift that I can come in here and I can learn how to be clean right. and sober. But later it becomes the gift is look at this life that we're able to lead. And look at this experience that we're having all the time as a result of the desperation that we continue to have to have in order to not die. The well, gift of desperation. I like that. That's good. People always, like, like they'll come to a fork in the road, like, eventually. Like, whether it be, like, if, let's say I take drugs out of the picture, right? Like, I've, I'm convinced that this is not the solution. Right. Right? But spirit, I'm like... I'm like I gotta work these steps. I'm like, and I'm really not willing to do that. You know, what, the only other out it's suicide, right? You know, and like, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Like the statistics or like the um, like the thoughts of like um of people as a whole. But I know that like, I'm I'm not the only person who. Who came to that circumstance, like, uh, like uh, to succumb to the desires, like, oh, you know what? I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. So what's the the end result? I'm like, I might, I need to find a way to kill myself, mm. you know? And um, 
that's like where a lot of people are placed in a uh, in a dangerous spot because then like you can come to church every day, you can smile in people's faces, you can do this, and you can be a good person, you know. And then one day can lead to uh, the next, and then we find out that you shot yourself in the head, you know, or you. But I think that's a. I mean, I know that we're tying a bunch of things together, but I don't. I don't think they're just. We're just doing it loosely. I think. That when you live a life that's not transparent, that is false, that's a facade, that's where there's not truth and transparency and honesty about what's going on inside and out, like that's that's the place it leads. It may sound extreme, but it leads to very dark places, right? Because when you're moving through life, we're meant, we're created to connect and have relationship and and be and and, and to then have walls up whether it's psychologically emotionally or spiritually that disconnect us and most of the times we put up those walls ourselves we end up closed in and closed off and discon- and I think it leads to dark places and I I, I hate that for people Definitely. you know what I'm saying yeah. it's it's a negative feedback loop too is yeah. that, you know you lie and then to deal with that lie you may find a substance and that substance then uh it enforces the lie and it goes on and on it's and a cycle on. bro you know it's a cycle it's a cycle and I think addicts and alcoholics in particular you know I I know it sounds esoteric but I feel like alcoholics and addicts have a deep yearning for a contact with God, yeah, you know, a deep yearning. And what's amazing is that the drugs and the alcohol, they do that. They, they give you that feeling. It's the fake stuff, right? but they do that. You know, they give you a sort of spiritual experience or they make you feel connected to something yeah. that's higher than you, yeah. which is why they're so addictive. But then when you take them away, we need the real deal. We need the real dope. And the real dope is the actual work to have yeah. that spiritual experience and connection to God. Drugs are synthetic spiritual. It really that's a great yeah. way to describe it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Synthetic spiritual experience. Yeah. You know? Find All right, that's as far as we can go for All right. Me. All go right. Ahead. Listen, thank you. thank you guys for coming in. Listen, I want to do one more because I got some questions I want to ask you about some weird stuff. Okay. I want to get I want to get weird to all, stuff. Like well, I want to get to all like the I want to ask you guys what your thoughts are on ayahuasca and all that kind of crazy stuff. You know, just so let's do it next time. Let's oh, do it man. I, I, do it this time. I just want to what? say one thing. Yeah. I want to say one thing. Yeah. I have a, I have like a two thousand dollar <laughs> deposit at the Church of Ayahuasca. Yeah, it's been sitting there for like almost two years now. That was my first like I need to have a spiritual yeah. experience. Now I understand. Now I yeah. need a spiritual experience to save me. Let me go take some ayahuasca and have yeah. a spiritual experience. So it's been sitting there, and I'm I'm ready to donate. To anybody who wants to have that spirit, I shouldn't even say this because I'm going to get 100 people calling me. But uh, I'm ready to donate it to somebody who wants that—not them two grand, but the but the, the ayahuasca experience. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. I want to I want to hear what you guys think about this next time. Sure. All right, see you. Right. Thank you.